What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not on the verge of a criminal indictment. My goodness, federal prosecutors informing President Trump's lawyers he is the target of the investigation into the story that he mishandled classified documents. It was made up by these sick people. Yeah, the president calling the whole thing a scam. Certainly hard to take the feds at their word on just about anything at this point. That's true. That is true. We will discuss it with Utah Congressman Jason Chaffetz. We're also going to get into Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's claim that the wildfires were caused by climate change. You are so full of shit. They really are. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of this show. Uh, a show where you could be anything you want, believe what you want, vote the way you want to. I'm not an activist. I'm a talk show host. Activism takes energy. You know, like rallies, got to protest. Like I'm going to go home and play Madden with my kid. Hang out in the yard, smoke a cigar. So it's not about ideology on this show. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. Just do not. Do not be a. There it is. Happy Thursday. And it's going to be a little bit of a mess today. So buckle up. Going to pack the foil and play some old style hockey. Uh, if you're watching the fail vision, I'm scared to be uh, scheduled to be on. Not scared. I'm, I'm pretty confident about this trip. I'm going to be on the bottom line with Sean Duffy and Dagan McDowell in the 6 p.m. hour. Also scheduled to be on with Sean Hannity tonight in the 9 p.m. hour. But right now, I am here with you talking about this potential Trump indictment. Now, if you listen to this show every day, you understand the way I distill news to you, the way I cover politics, is how does this affect all of us? What's in it for us? After all, we employ these people. We pay their salaries. We're the ones who send them to Washington. So what kind of a return are we getting on our investment? You know, when it comes to Trump and whether or not he gets prosecuted for mishandling federal documents, is there anything in it for you and me? It's a really bad thing for all of us, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican or an independent or a libertarian. When you start handcuffing presidents, you're in banana republic territory. Okay, this is something we had never done in the 246-year history of the country. He's already been indicted once on a you know real flim-flam, you know, weak charge in New York. It's a joke. It's going nowhere. But we still cross the threshold for the first time in the 246-year history of the country, a threshold we may be about to cross on a federal level, according to what Trump's been told. Now, I will tell you, OK, there is a lot of nuance to everything we cover, and it is very possible he mishandled these documents. That being said... He's not the first former president to mishandle classified information, nor is he the first government official to mishandle classified information. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. But my question to you, the listener, is did Obama get charged for mishandling? The answer would be no. I mean, did Joe Biden, I guess, is the better question. The answer would be no. Okay, was Hillary Clinton charged? The answer would be no. Okay, this is something that's only happened to Trump. Now, I don't have all of the particulars of the story, 
but essentially you're crossing a 246-year threshold of criminally and federally targeting a president over what would amount to like a parking ticket. Like it's really hard to take our global integrity and take the pronounced step back we'd be taking if you do this. It's not a defense of Trump's defense of America. I'm defending you if you're a liberal listening right now. It is not good for our country for things to go in that direction. Okay, there's a lot of motivating factors here. Some of them are political. I don't doubt on even the smallest level that it's not to some extent political because the one thing that has been demonstrated by the DOJ and the intel community in the years since Trump came down the escalator is that nothing, nothing on earth has been beneath them when it comes to stopping this guy. Tell him like it is. So in that regard, yes, a little bit of a scam. But knowing it's a scam, you still need to show the restraint in how you react to this sort of thing. Because to some extent, they want the blowback. You know, I'm not saying they wanted people to set the Capitol on fire. That's not a good day for anybody in this country. But they are very good, very good, very, you know, efficient at exploiting societal unrest. Okay, you think about what they did in the summer of 2020. We were burning down police stations, looting Nike stores. Okay, couldn't go to church, couldn't go to school, couldn't go to work. But if you wanted to light a a little Caesars on fire, that was cool. And, and for once, a Little Caesars was cooked all the way through. Uh, but the point is, okay, they exploited that unrest. They said, ah, oh, we got to vote. America's systemically racist. We can't have this going on. You know what's going on because of the Republicans, right? So you got to vote down, you know. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. That was the sale. They told us America was systemically racist for 246 years, and the only way to fix it was to elect a guy who's been in our government longer than just about anybody in history. It was a great racket, and it worked. Okay, they rode that to votes. They exploited the unrest. In the aftermath of January 6th, what did they do? They overzealously cracked down. I'm not talking about the rioters. If you're in the Capitol, you shouldn't be there. You could tell me somebody was let into one door or some of them were just parading. That's fine, but we still don't light the Capitol on fire. It's not who we are. Come on, man. You know better. Don't become the thing you hate. Yes, the Democrats were destroying D.C. in the summer of 20. Yes, they were burning down police stations. But you're not supposed to become the thing you hate. That's my frustration with our politics right now. But understand, in this moment, even a guy like Mike Pence, who's no hero in Trump land, who is now running against Trump, telling people he himself could be the next president. Wrong. I don't know that it rises to that level, but give Mike Pence credit. Because he was asked yesterday in a CNN town hall about whether or not we should indict Trump. And here's what he said, clip two. This kind of action by the Department of Justice, I think, would only fuel uh, further division in the country. And let me also say, I think it would also send a terrible message to the wider world. I mean, we're the, we're the emblem of democracy. We're the symbol of justice in the world. And the, the, the serious matter, which has already happened once in New York, of indicting a former president of the United States, sends a terrible message to the world. I hope... The DOJ thinks better of it and resolves these issues without an indictment. Great answer by him. Great answer. And I'm going to play the follow-up by Dana Bash here because she's not happy with that answer. Okay, but understand, what is he trying to say? There are people on the left that love the idea of Trump getting criminally charged because they think it gives them a better chance of winning the next election. But we've gotten to this place where winning the election, where winning control is so important, okay, We're now wrecking the country to do it. You know when two little kids are in the back of the car and one of them doesn't want to share the toy? Let me play. No, let me play. I want to play. I want to play. And they eventually just rip the toy in half. 
That's what we're doing right now in this quest for control in the country. Everybody's tugging on the toy so hard that at some point it's just snapping in half. This could be a problem. So, like, if you're a liberal, you think it's good for you because the Republicans might go bonkers if they indict Trump again. You know, you might get some type of unrest. It's actually not good for you. The country's being destroyed. You don't want that. Just the same as Republicans don't want Democrats looting Nike stores and burning down police stations. We didn't condemn that because we thought Derek Chauvin was right when he knelt on George Floyd's neck. We all said it was egregious. We all said it was abusive. We all said it was an affront to the integrity of actual men and women putting on a police uniform day in and day out. And we said, no, Derek Chauvin, you can't do that. What we didn't say is that this was systemic racism and proof that we'd never gotten past slavery and that everybody was racist whether we knew it or not. That was the scam. You see, consensus is of no use to Democrats, especially not in an election year. We watched the Derek Chauvin kneel on George Floyd, and everybody was like, hell no, can't do it. And the system did work properly. The cop was targeted, uh, you know, charged and tried and convicted, and that's a win for all the cops out there that are good cops doing their jobs. Okay, but that wasn't enough for Democrats to let that play out. They had to divide in the aftermath of a horrific video and say it wasn't Derek Chauvin who knelt on George Floyd's neck. It was all of us. It was every single American. Democrats are so full of crap. Totally. And that's where the division line was drawn. Some of us continued to stand up for police and the rule of law. Others called on an abolishment in some instances of the police department. Yes, I support the defund movement because this is about the the um, investment in our communities, which have historically been divested. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets. I mean, man. You're an idiot. What an idiot. Okay, but do you understand? That's the direction they took it in. We stopped having a debate over the thing that started the conversation. The conversation was, hey, the cop knelt on the guy's neck. There was no conversation to be had. We were all like, yeah, lock him up. But that would have put the whole thing to bed. So instead, we lit the country on fire. We're like, no, here we go. The Democrats are very good at exploiting unrest. But do you understand? They're doing so with the detriment of the country as a whole. Prosecuting Donald Trump happens to the detriment of the country as a whole. I'm not defending him, okay? But at the same time, I have to defend America on this one, okay? Hillary Clinton was in charge, although we were told by James Comey this was very much a chargeable scenario, okay? Donald Trump, raided by the FBI, could be facing federal indictment, okay? Because he, as a former president with actual security clearance, afforded Secret Service protection, is accused of possessing documents he shouldn't have had. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Joe Biden is a former vice president who did not have declassification powers. Okay, we come to find out he is like a Dr. Seuss book. He's got documents on a boat, on a goat, on a train with a plane. They're in his office, University of Pennsylvania, which, oh, by the way, gets $50 million in endowments from the Chinese Communist Party. Not the best look. They're in his garage at the house. You understand? And... uh no FBI raid on him. So it kind of reeks of a little bit of a double standard. And I'm telling you, you might think the double standard favors you as a Democrat, but it doesn't because we're fighting for control of a toy that we're now tearing in half. Here is Pence trying to further articulate that on CNN. Clip three. Let me be clear that no one's above the law. Okay. But with regard to the unique circumstances here, it, look, I... I those classified, I had no business having classified documents in my residence. 
And I took full responsibility for it. President Biden had no business having him in his residence from when he was vice president as well. And the same with former President Trump. But I, I would just hope that uh, there would be a way for them to move forward without the dramatic and drastic and divisive step of indicting a former president of the United States. We've got to find a way to move our country forward and, and restore confidence in equal treatment under the law in this country. We really do. Now, we did get some class from the CNN audience. That overzealous reaction was clearly our own. Uh, but he's right, and you understand why this matters. Mike Pence wants to beat Donald Trump in the presidential primaries. There's a very easy position for him to take, which is, yeah, lock him up. It's going to help Pence a lot more if Trump gets locked up and isn't in the race than it is if Pence stands up and says, don't lock him up. Trump remains in the race. There's probably no chance Pence can beat him, but literally none if they're both in the race head to head. Okay, but understand, what is Pence doing in this moment? He's putting the country ahead of himself. He's putting the country ahead of his party and his party's nomination. That's what we're all supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be playing team ball. There are supposed to be limits to what we will do to control the country. Because if there are no limits, even the things that favor our party wind up hurting our individual quality of life. That's where we find ourselves. Dana Bash was not happy with this answer. Pence had to ultimately perform his way out. He had to do some of his, like, folksy Midwestern, you know, stuff you do when you're trying to charm a waitress at the Culver's Drive-In, which, man, I respect. Who doesn't like a custard cone? Oh, man, it's bad. I've been doing a lot of TV. They got the guy following me around again to make sure I stop eating. Put that cookie down now! He's everywhere. Okay, but here is Pence giving you some folksy charm, trying to spin his way out of it. Clip four. If Donald Trump is convicted of a crime... And you're elected president. Would you pardon him? Well, I, I don't want to speak about hypotheticals. I'm not sure I'm going to be elected president of the United States. <laughs> but I believe we have a fighting chance. I really believe we do. And if you are? And I, and I, I would hope, again, Dana, I, you're, you're as uh, persistent as ever. <laughs> CNN is living up to its reputation. But look, there are real issues the American people are facing. And rather than talking about that, I, I want to talk about what the people here in Iowa are talking about, which is the failed policy. Look at the spin. But he's not wrong. He gave her an answer. She just doesn't want that answer. Correct the mundo. Okay, they want division. Now, they really want Trump in handcuffs. And they'd love the blowback that comes from it because they can exploit it to the moon and back. You see, when January 6th happened, everyone watching in real time was like, hey, this is bad. This is bad. No, 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 this is bad. This is a good thing. You can't do this. You don't storm the Capitol. I don't care what the Democrats did. You don't storm the Capitol. This is it's agreed upon. This is pretty simple, okay? And you could tell me there were feds involved. Maybe someday we'll come to find it out. Doesn't matter. You still don't storm the Capitol. Okay, you don't. It's not what you do. This is not who we are. You understand? Bad. You know, you get a squirt gun when you're training a cat. Bad. No storming up. Bad. Doesn't matter. You understand? You still can't do it. Were they overzealously targeted in the aftermath? Perhaps. I don't know. Okay, we could certainly find out in time. But the fact remains it's not something you do. Because when you do it, the Democrats don't just hold you accountable. They hold every conservative in the country accountable. That's how this works. So if Trump gets federally indicted, probably goes nowhere. 
But if somebody goes nuts and breaks something, guess what they're going to say? Oh, the whole Republican Party is violent. You got to vote Democrat. It's like a freaking militia over there. They're coming to get you. That's going to be the sale. Okay, but heaven forbid someone does break something. Someone does get nuts. Okay, then you've also just got more carnage, something the Democrats will exploit, too. So I'm telling you because I care. You don't indict Trump. And it's not even a defense of Trump in this instance. It's a defense of America and the rapidly deteriorating quality of life that is the end result of all this hyper-partisan pugilism. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Jimmy Fallon. Nice kid, but a little dumb. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Hey, girl. Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. You want to be a part of this shindig? We are awaiting, we don't know that it'll come down today, the possible federal indictment of former President Trump. What the hell is the world coming to? I'll tell you where I will take credit. I told you this yesterday. The reason the Republican field is getting so crowded is they were all of the mind that he might not be in the race. Now, the truth is, if Trump gets federally indicted, he's not dropping out of the race. If anything, his poll numbers might go up in the short term. But the challenge in the general gets a little bit longer, uh, if only because you need to pull off some independents and some moderates who won't necessarily view this as a witch hunt. Uh, but this is crazy. So let me read you what we know. Special counsel Jack Smith, who is leading this investigation, uh, they briefed his lawyers uh, earlier in the week. And according Uh, To the legal definitions, prosecutors consider a target, which is what Trump has called a target, not the one you shop at where you get a transgender bathing suit for your two-year-old. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. (laughs) Not a target like a department store some people are boycotting. A target in an investigation uh, is is someone uh, for whom there is substantial evidence linking him or her to the commission of a crime and who, in the judgment of the prosecutor, is a putative defendant. Now, I don't know that he will, in fact, be indicted, but I do know he's not buying it. Here's the Truth Social Post. Shocking. One of the top prosecutors at the Department of Injustice purportedly so obsessed with getting Trump that he tried to bribe and intimidate a lawyer representing someone being targeted and harassed to falsely accuse and fabricate a story about President Donald Trump and a crime that doesn't exist is what he says. I'm as mad as hell. He's an old guy, has dementia, can't lead us, and the country is screwed. Tell some big lies, barely speaks English, sniffs children, and their mom's hair too, goes the wrong way when he leaves his speeches. Gets lost each day in the White House yard. All the Dems say that we should reelect him. How can he run 
When walking is hard And you'll keep Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, the president's fallen. We're going to try to pick the country back up at 888-788-9910. I don't know if Stephen A. Smith, you know, we do TV from time to time when we're on Hannity together. I don't know if he heard us singing Keeps Falling on the radio yesterday or what, but uh, he is digging in on his Biden criticisms. He posted another video uh, yesterday telling people to just get over it, the fact that he called out Biden's age. Let's start there, clip 11. What I want to say to y'all from the bottom of my heart, I don't give a damn. (laughs) Get the hell over it. (laughs) I said what I said and I meant what I meant. This is not ageism. There's plenty of people who should be working and are working into their 80s that, by the way, are brighter than most of us. (laughs) He's not wrong. We've all met sharp people in their 80s, their 90s. I'm going out to L.A. next week. I'm going to interview William Shatner for a documentary that I'm filming for Fox Nation. Captain Kirk. Okay, I worked with him previously on a TV show called Gotham Comedy Live where um, I was writing his stand-up comedy monologue. He was hosting a TV show, and uh, he called me when I was – I'm not even kidding. It was my one European time I've gone to Europe in my life. I went with Jenny for our 10th wedding anniversary. Because uh, neither of us thought we were going to last that long on the day we got married. We were so blown away by the fact that we had made it 10 years. We're like, well, we might as well go celebrate. And we went to Europe. And uh, I was over in Rome uh, on the rooftop bar. And I got a phone call from Captain Kirk from William Shatner, who actually called me when I was day drunk in Rome smoking a cigar. <laughs> this is bizarre. Drinking a, a, a Campari spritz. That's a drink. You can look it up. And I got a phone call, and I was like, uh, Jimmy, this is William Shatner, Captain Kirk. We've got a problem on the Starship Enterprise. And I was like, my goodness. And it was I, like I talked to him for a minute, and I'm like, this is actually William Shatner. And then he told me the story of needing me to write his joke monologue for this TV show because at the time I was working as the head writer, and I flew home and worked with him. And at the time, at the time, he was 85. Shatman's now like 92. But at the time, he was 85, okay? Sharp as hell. Sharp as hell. And if you see him on Fox now, he's on Cavuto once in a while. Sharp as hell. I'm talking about William Shatner. Feisty as ever. I'll break you in half like a little toothpick. Would he ever? He doesn't mess around. So it's not to say we should be ageist. We're not saying, you know, Biden's disqualified because of his age. We're saying Biden's disqualified because of his condition. You know, the rapidly rising... uh, um uh, and with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, so the fact that Stephen A. Smith is digging in on this, and I, I listen, I give him credit. Me and Lincoln, I told you, one of our favorite national pastimes is we walk around the house impersonating Stephen A. Smith. Jimmy Buckets is coming for you, baby! That's what we do. We're crazy. It's fun. It's, it, we, we find him hilarious because he over-emotes. He's a performer. He's a salesman. Okay, but he is very in his convictions. He is very sincere. He believes what he believes and he doesn't feel obligated to filter himself to suit the moment we happen to be living in. Amen. Clone that guy. Clone him. I think he's hilarious. Clone him. Why wouldn't you? 
okay, but the danger to the Democrats is this type of honest assessment. Instead of being like, well, our party wants the guy. I guess we're not going to criticize him. Okay. No. We don't need that in media. You don't need that for me. Some days you get mad at me because I criticize Trump or somebody else in the Republican Party. I have to. These people, are they want us to employ them. We don't owe them. We do not owe them, okay, a lack of scrutiny. We don't have that obligation. When you, when you put your party's needs ahead of your country's, when you put your party's needs ahead of your own, you get flawed leaders. That's where we are right now. Okay, and not only is Joe Biden cognitively flawed, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but it doesn't look the best. I, you know, you don't hear a clip like this and go, yeah, four more years. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by, go, you know the, you know the thing. You don't hear that and go, no, no, four more years. This guy's good. We should, get, we should give him four more years. We have a president that is clearly not all there. But his age, and this is where this conversation gets really interesting. His age might not ultimately be, okay, what gets him run off the ticket, okay? But his age could become the excuse for what should get him run off the ticket, was the, which is the potential influence peddling scheme being run by his family. Are you the big man, Joe? So Christopher Ray, let's have this conversation real quick. Christopher Ray has essentially, okay, I guess I, I guess I would say he's given in, okay. But we don't need to categorize this in terms of wins and losses, because if we wind up in a situation where Joe Biden's family is compromised, um, you know that would be happening to the detriment of everybody—Republican, Democrat, and Libertarian, or anything in between. But in a little posturing battle between James Comer from the great state of Kentucky and the Oversight Committee, and a guy like Christopher Ray, you know, Christopher Ray is now granting Oversight Committee members access to the document that was filed on behalf of a federal whistleblower into the potential influence peddling scheme of the Bidens, okay? The FD-1023 is the actual form. I very rarely get into minutia on this show. It's kind of boring, okay? But the fact is what you call the form is not as important as what's in the form, okay? And uh, here is James Comer explaining uh, the progress we've made on this, clip 29. Two weeks ago, and Senator Grassley will testify to this, the FBI wouldn't even admit that this document existed. And now, not only are they admitting the document existed, they've allowed me to go in and look at a redacted version, and they're allowing, uh, they're offering right now temporarily agreement here to let committee members go in and, and look at the, the document. Oh, the committee members can see it. Oh, I'm in trouble. I don't know. But understand, they were flat out saying there's no document, no such thing. Hell no. Ain't nobody got time for that. The number you have reached is not in service. That's what they were doing two weeks ago. Now they're admitting the document exists and they're letting oversight committee members see it. Now, I don't doubt a lot of it's going to be redacted. But here is, if you remember, I played you this clip earlier of Jamie Raskin. Lying, lying about the document. He said, no, William Barr, Trump's AG, he signed off on ending the investigation. Here was Raskin's clip on Monday. I'll play it one more time, clip 31. Not only were there no criminal charges, there was no escalation of the FBI's investigation that was ordered by Scott Brady or by Attorney General William Barr. They all signed off on ending that investigation. So you understand he was lying. But why was he lying? He was trying to get that into the bloodstream, 
on places like MSNBC and CNN. People aren't buying at CNN, you dumb bastards. And what were those networks going to go do? Wow, I was discredited by Trump's old people. Why are we wasting our time? Onward! But do you understand that might be a winning strategy for Democrats looking to control the country? But if you're a Democratic voter looking to live in this country, it doesn't benefit you to have a president who was potentially engaged in an influence peddling scheme as vice president. It doesn't benefit you to live in a country where we are compromised. Now, understand, we held this country hostage for two and a half years over a Mueller probe that was completely made up out of thin air. It wasn't a real thing. It was Hillary Clinton's oppo research that was drummed up to create a counter narrative to her private email server. That's what it was. And they knowingly held the country hostage. In this instance, you've got a credible informant that has been paid and employed by the FBI in the past going, by the way, the Bidens are up to no good. They're selling influence on the other side of the world. Come on, man. But that was the claim. And they've slow rolled it. They've stonewalled it. They've tried to pretend Trump's people put it to bed. They've tried to pretend there was no there there. Here's James Comer admitting, or not admitting, but making the case that Raskin tried to discredit the very document that we now know exists. Clip 30. Jamie Raskin's in the his friends at the Washington Post and, and at CNN, you know, they've gone out and tried to discredit this document. They've tried to discredit the whistleblower. They've tried to say it had something to do with Rudy Giuliani, and it did not have anything to, Juli- to do with Giuliani. You said in your monologue that Raskin said that this case had been closed. It has never been closed. But here's what I believe, Jesse. I don't believe that anyone's ever investigated this. Whoa. Whoa. So Comer's saying, yeah, the case is open. Doesn't mean they're following up on it. But it's still a little bit different than the case is closed. Either way, you slice it. Okay, Jamie Raskin is lying, number one. Number two, you're living in a two-tier justice system where Trump could be on the verge of criminal indictment. Okay, Biden, for all intents and purposes, is being protected. And listen, Bill Barr said as much. He reacted to the Jamie Raskin quote. He did an interview with The Federalist where he said it's not true. Investigation wasn't closed down. On the contrary, it was sent to Delaware for further investigation. So what is he saying to Jamie Raskin in that moment? You were lying your ass off. Lying it right off. Okay, I don't know where this is going to go. But understand, if you're Joe Biden and you do keep falling... You do often quit talking in the middle of the sentence because you're finished. What could ultimately happen to Joe Biden could be what ultimately happened to our former governor here in New York, Hansi Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! But do you remember, Andrew Cuomo, Hansi Andy, okay, committed elderside in nursing homes by signing an executive order that forced them to take in infected coronavirus patients during the pandemic, forced people infected with the virus to live with the most vulnerable segment of our population and offered those establishments criminal and civil immunity, meaning don't worry, just go along with this. I can guarantee you, you won't get criminally charged or sued. Now, let me ask you this, guys, we're all pals here. Do you give someone criminal and civil immunity if what you're doing is a good thing? The answer would be no. No, the answer would be no. He knew it was bad at the time. They committed elder side, but in the run-up to the 2020 election, it was so important to build Cuomo up so they could tear down Trump, so they can contrast Trump's leadership with somebody else's, that they told you Cuomo was the man. No, this guy's the best. 
Joe Biden famously called Andrew Cuomo the gold standard. And the answer is, I, I, I don't fully know. We've been leaving it to the governors. Thank God the governors have been moving. Your governor in New York's done one hell of a job. He, I think he's, he's sort of the gold standard. <laughs> what the hell were you thinking? Your governor's the gold standard. Something about the way he killed all the old people, gold standard. But the media knew they were complicit in covering this up. We knew what was going on at the time. We were screaming over here on Fox. Hey, whoa, ho, ho. Poor Janice Dean, man. Still yelling and screaming about this, and rightfully. Okay, her in-laws, her parents, mother-in-law, father-in-law died because of this policy. Okay, hates Cuomo for it because not only did Cuomo get people killed, but then he falsified the data, lowered the death rate, according to his own top aide, Melissa DeRosa, because he was negotiating a book deal and wanted a bigger advance and thought he would get one based on trumping up his handling of COVID. That's just how white folks will do you. And that's how he did us. But in the aftermath of the election, okay, they ran him out of town because Hansi Andy Cuomo, in addition to committing elderside, happened to be a little frisky around the office with the ladies. You ever seen a grown man naked? And that's what ultimately happened. So what's going on with Biden in this instance is, yeah. You know, this is a guy conversationally who does quit talking mid-sentence. He sends in the punt team on second down. It's not the best. Okay, but it could ultimately be the reason to get him off the stage. Could say, well, you know, at this age, I'm not feeling the bad. You know, it's better for the country. And he could step aside as a means of not sticking around to get criminally charged for whatever the hell is going on in this FD-1023 form. All we know at this point is they have lied to us when it comes to their business dealings overseas at every turn. Okay, it started off with Biden saying, I've never once talked to my son about his business dealings. Come on, don't bullshit me. But he was. Okay, we saw the pictures. We saw the emails. We saw Hunter Biden's living, breathing business partner, Tony Bobulinski, come forward and be like, oh, yeah, no, I met him. Talked a little time. It was a thing. They got keys. They got this, you know, the bank money, the transfers, the 15 shell companies, the grandkids. No, it's a thing. Okay, but understand, that was a a big lie. Okay, then what did he tell you during the election? This is Russian disinformation. That's what this, this is. I'm telling you, this is Russian disinformation. I've got these 51 former Intel committee members, community members. They've put their name behind it. You know, the same guys who said Russia was, uh, you know, colluding with, the, with Trump. The same ones who said Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. Those guys, they put their name on it. You got to trust. That's what they did. You understand? Lie number two. So if he's lying about whether or not he talked to his son, If he's lying about whether or not the laptop is real, lying about whether or not, you know, any of this is even worth approaching, he's probably lying about whether or not he made money off the deal. So at some point, it would benefit him greatly to not have these slates turned over any further than they've already been turned over. So would the Democrats push Biden aside because he's too old? No, because a guy in his state allows them to be the president. That's the hook of Joe Biden. That's the sale. He's probably not president. Okay, you got a lot of bureaucrats running the country. And they send the plays into the into the huddle. I told you this whole entire presidency is an iTunes user agreement. Scroll to the bottom and click I agree. Hey, Joe, we're going to kill the border wall. Well, well, no, no, scroll to the bottom. Just click I agree. Sign it. Okay. All right. We're going to drill the Keystone Energy Pipeline. Whack 10,000 American chat. Wait, what? No, no, just scroll to the bottom. Click I agree. Okay. That's what they're doing. Okay. So he is a very convenient president because he doesn't have to be one. But if this is going to rise to a criminal level, it might benefit him to stop clicking I agree on those documents and go off to the Shady Pines retirement home or whatever the hell they're going to send him. That's the point I'm trying to make here.
Okay. Is Joe Biden being cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs is an asset in the short term because it allows the bureaucrats to run the country. But at some point, it becomes a major detriment for him if the Republicans keep turning the screws on this investigation. You're absolutely right. Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Uncle Ted Nugent playing guitar out there in Ted Quarters. little stranglehold for you on a Thursday afternoon. Things are about to get nuts in the next hour. Daniel Turner's coming by. He's the executive director of Power the Future. He's got to weigh in on this Justin Trudeau claim that the wildfires were started by climate change. God, these people are so embarrassing. We're also going to talk to Jason Chaffetz. He's got a good handle on politics. He's a Utah congressman. We're going to go into... More Biden backlash. And I'll tell you a funny one. Alicia Silverstone, the actress from Clueless. Do you remember Clueless? She just came out and endorsed Robert F. Kennedy, Robert RFK Jr. for president. Just now. Just said, no, we got to go in the other direction. I'm sick of this. I'm telling you, there is a groundswell happening in this country. And people are sick of the garbage. And there's we're about to see this moment. You know in Taxi Driver, Travis Bickle's like, one day a real rain's going to come. Watch all the scum off these streets. <laughs> it's coming, Washington. Buckle up, baby. We'll discuss after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we've got a wild one coming up. On the high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America, your home for top-shelf radio in a bottom-feeding political world. And they are racing to the bottom right now in D.C. In this instance, it's the bottom of the piggy bank, where they're all trying to exploit climate change for a little more cash. Money, 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 money. Daniel Turner's going to stop by. He's the founder and executive director of Power the Future. He is our senior correspondent to the climate grift. And he is going to weigh in on claims by President Biden, AOC, Joy Reid, Justin Trudeau in in Canada, that the wildfires were caused by climate change. That is a fact check false. Again, that is the allegation. Oh, you don't understand. It's bad. It's uh, not even close. But why are they saying stuff like this? You know this. If you listen to this show, I'm telling you because I care. You don't turn on this show. Because you got to agree with the host. It's not how it works. Okay, I'm not shelling for a political party. I'm just a guy. I got a wife and a kid. I got bills. I got a dog. He's just, he eats everything. My dog is a goat. He'll eat a shoe. He'll eat anything. Okay, I got a cat. She's very opinionated. She's 18. Just does not shut up now. Daisy, she's 18. Runs the house. Okay, just a regular guy. Okay, so when I talk to you, I'm not talking to you about like, well, how's this going to get you to vote Republican? Oh, God, it sounds so lazy. It sounds awful. Okay, I'm just talking to you about the country, about life, about how these things affect all of us. We had wildfires up in Canada this weekend. You might have heard. Okay, New York is actually under an air quality alert right now, which I find hilarious considering you can't walk a block in any direction and not smell weed or pee. Seriously, I love how they're issuing air quality alerts. As if the air quality in this town was any good a week ago. I think he's got a point. Most New Yorkers wouldn't have known anything was going on if the news didn't say something. We would have just assumed it was more weird stuff going on in the air. New York is disgusting. 
Okay, that being said, yes, there is a wildfire, and we have seen Instagram pictures depicting the city with an orange hue over it. And, yes, this is different. This is a different thing here on the East Coast. They get them all the time in California. You get them out there in, you know, northern Idaho. If you're listening on KID, you know, KIDG, you know, if you're listening out there, okay, on KOAL in Utah, you've certainly seen your fair share of this sort of stuff, okay? All of our affiliates have to be clear if you're living in the Pacific Northwest, okay? Do they shut down the entire society, including schools and everything else? But here, where they are so good, you know, at hysteria, here, where it's overwhelmingly Democrat, they want to make this seem more omnipotent and menacing than it is. Why? Because it allows them to capitalize on your fear. He knows what he's talking about. No, you don't understand. You don't like the orange sky? <laughs> Better watch out for climate change because it's coming to get you. But I'm, I'll tell you what we're going to do. So you don't like the orange? We're going to pass around the collection plate real quick to make sure this stuff doesn't happen again. Pay up, suckers. I want to be very clear with you. Okay, I'm not a Republican, not an activist. I don't work for an oil company, okay? I, I, I basically work for a cat. I work for an 18-year-old cat. She runs my life, bosses us around. It's hilarious, okay? Nobody, no one anywhere, no one, not a single solitary person on the earth, not one, can show you proof, can show you proof, okay, that these fires were caused by climate change or any type of climate change. You are correct, sir. Nobody. There is no proof. We do not know that. And in fact, we can't control the weather. Now, this is not a controversial, was never a controversial statement, but it is now. Okay, back in the day, if someone told you they can control the weather, you put them in a home. (laughs) Now I'm telling you, we just do this and this. The weather's going to change. Have you ever had a check? But again, they're trying to exploit this now. Let me give you a little background on it because it's so bananas that they do this. But again, why do they do it? Because it's a grift that gets them paid. Oh, the world's going to freeze. Please give us money. You know how this works, man. We do this routine all the time. No, no, it's global warming. Please give us money. But when none of these things happen, in the 70s we were supposed to freeze when it didn't happen, they were like, well, actually, it got so cold we're going to melt. What the hell did you just say? (laughs) That's what they said. It went from we're going to freeze to actually we're going to melt. Then when we didn't melt, they were like, well, it's not going to melt. It's, it's just that it's changing. Different things are happening all the time. Please give us money. It's a grift. It is a grift, and it allows them to exploit the climate the way they exploited something like COVID. Well, we got to invest it this way then. We've got to manufacture and, you know, create, produce domestic energy this way now. Okay, get rid of your car. Get rid of your gas stove. Jump on the mass transit. Never mind that there's a hobbit with no pants on. Just jump on the train because you're saving the environment. Well, are you guys going to jump on? Oh, no, you're not going to jump on the train? (laughs) You guys got to reduce your carbon footprints because we're all going to die. Are you guys reducing? Oh, no, you're not reducing your carbon footprints. Just we are. So the guys making the rules do the one thing we do. Yeah, okay. That's what this is. That's all it is. Climate change is a scam. It's a scam. Okay. I have no dog in the fight. Okay. But you need to know this. When they start trotting out, oh, that's the minute weather happens, okay? The minute weather happens. Justin Trudeau, up in Canada, has been told for the better part of five years, hey, you got to manage your forests better. You know who else they said that to and have been continuously saying that to? A guy by the name of Gavin Newsom. Bingo. They tell them all the time, you got to manage the forests better. Got to clean this up better, vegetation, brush, things like that. Okay, but on some level, 
they don't do it. Why? Okay, it's not so much that they want a wildfire. I don't want to put malice in anyone's heart. But I'm also not naive enough to think they don't want a wildfire because this allows them to leverage it, whether you're doing so for fundraising, political power, or you're just like Joy Reid, where you're just selling confirmation bias to self-hating white people. Joy Reid is a race-baiting loser. If you watch MSNBC at night, what you understand is it's group therapy for self-hating white people. They just come on the air and tell everybody watching, well, you're better. You're better than those other people in the middle of the country. You're smarter. You know those people in Ohio who have those affordable brand new mansions? Well, you're smarter than them for living in an $8,300 studio apartment. (laughs) That's what they're doing. So you realize that you got to go to extremes because on paper, the guy in Ohio is clearly smarter. He's got a better way of life, got a lower cost of living. He's got less stress. He's got room. He's got affordability. He's got lower crime. He doesn't have the government trampling all over everything he does. I know it's better in the middle of the country, but you know who doesn't? The people watching MSNBC. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. And why don't they know that? Because they tune in every night for confirmation bias. Hey, Joy, can you tell us who's racist? Can you tell us who's dumb? Here's Joy Reid. Is Joy Reid a climatologist with any background in this? The answer would be no. None. Zero. Zip. Zilch. Okay, Joy Reid is a homophobe who tweeted a series of homophobic things. And then told the world, you can't get mad at me. My account was hacked. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. And supposedly there's been an FBI investigation into who hacked her account. It's been going on for the better part of five years now. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. But Joy Reid's a scam. She gets on TV every night. Self-hating white people. Okay, liberal elites on the coasts get told by a black woman that everyone's racist but them. That everybody's stupid but them. And they really revel in that. So here is Joy Reid with absolutely positively no scientific proof of how this happened or why, telling you with no, in no uncertain terms the wildfires are due to climate change. Here it is, clip 33. If you woke up this morning and your lungs were burning, you had a hard time breathing, or you looked up in the sky and felt as though you were in an apocalyptic doomsday movie, you were not alone. Right now, more than 400 wildfires are burning across Canada, which is experiencing its worst wildfire season in history. And that smoke is billowing its way all across the United States. Today, around 98 million people across 18 states, from New Hampshire all the way to South Carolina, were under air quality alerts, including New York City, which earlier today had the worst air quality in the world. The air is so bad, officials in the affected areas are urging people to stay inside, not partake in any outdoor activity, and start wearing N95 masks again. These kinds of weather phenomena are happening all around the globe, and it's only becoming more and more common, all because of climate change. I mean, Joy. Oh, shut up, woman. Seriously, Joy. You are so full of sh. It's all happening because of climate change. Does anyone have proof that this is linked to climate change? <laughs> have they told us what particular act started the fires? <laughs> Like, did climate change cause a guy to drop a cigarette in the forest? (laughs) The amount of the amount of arson arrests in California in the last five years has doubled. Okay, Is climate change what's causing an increase in arson? (laughs) They don't know. Do you understand? They just exploit any. Oh, we had a hurricane. Climate change. 
How do you know that? Oh, because we said so. And you're going to kill people if you don't agree. Do you realize how extreme this has gotten? It's stupid. It's stupid what we're doing in news. I don't do it on this show. I don't do this. It's stupid that you just, oh, no, I'm telling you, go give it my way or people are going to die. You're a murderer. You're a killer. Come on, climate change. Donate. They did that with the vaccine. Okay, everyone's dealing in absolutes, but here's a newsflash. Nobody has any idea what they're actually talking about. Ah, uh, you have a good eye, my man. Do you remember when they wanted to shame the unvaccinated? Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because, frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. The f*** them, f*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No, screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons. Who will not get the shot? Shame on you. I'm surrounded by idiots. Now understand, that was all based on the claim of what? Vaccinated people could not get and spread COVID. (laughs) Never mind that in the run-up to the election, every one of those people voted for the ticket that said this about the vaccine. Let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. You got to make all of it available to other experts across the nation so they can look and see. So there's consensus this is a safe vaccine. If the president announced tomorrow we have a vaccine, would you take it? Only if it was completely transparent that other experts in the country could look at it. Only if we knew all of what went into it. If Donald Trump can't give answers and administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. But if Donald Trump tells us I should t- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Really think about that. Donald Trump tells us to take a vaccine. I'm not taking it. What do they do the minute they got elected? They started pushing the same vaccine they were bashing. The same one. And started using it as a pretext to shame you, fire you from your job. Do you get how transactional it is? It isn't about facts. It isn't about knowledge. It's about wielding the crisis for control. When Joy Reid says she knows climate change, she doesn't have any facts. Just the same as Rachel Maddow didn't have any facts when she said the vaccine was the end of the pandemic. It means that instead of the vaccine being able, excuse me, it means for instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person to person, spreading and spreading, sickening some of them, but not all of them. And the ones that it doesn't sicken don't know they have it. And then they give it to even more people because they didn't recognize they were right. Instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug resistant along the way. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. Do 
Do you understand? Vaccinated people not only got COVID, not only spread COVID, but they died of COVID. Now, I'm not going on an anti-vax screed. I'm just pointing out to you that these people are selling self-righteousness, but they have no idea what they're talking about. You know the old adage, when you have the facts, pound the facts. When you have nothing, pound the table. Democrats have no facts that climate change is causing wildfires, so they're pounding the table instead. Why are they pounding the table? Because it pays really well. Money, 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 money. Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking to Daniel Turner, founder and executive of Power the Future, who's going to weigh in on this Democratic claim that climate change is causing the issue. You're not telling me the truth. Uh, But before we bring on Daniel Turner, I have an expert out in Carson Valley, Nevada. Gene is on the line. Yo, Gene. Jimmy Fallon, good morning. Hey, man. Hey, you know, I've been watching this unfold. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure your next guest will will uh, pinpoint this too. Is one of the problems that we're seeing in Canada, and we've seen all across the West over the last ten years, is the chickens have come home to roost mm-hmm. on decades and decades of fire suppression by the U.S. Forest Service and the BLM all across public lands mm-hmm. for the sole purpose of protecting mountain communities. Mm-hmm. So. Over the decades, as people have populated into what is a known fire zone, any fire that erupts, no matter how natural the cause, no matter how much it needs to burn, has to be suppressed immediately to protect trophy homes in in Wyoming or trophy homes at Lake Tahoe or mountain communities uh, 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 that are in the national forest themselves. So we've ended up with dog hair thicket forests. And then when these fires finally do erupt— and they're erupting now, the forest is so overgrown from 100 years of fire suppression that humans can't stop these fires. And I believe that's what's going on in Canada, too, because it's a heavily wooded region mm-hmm. that's probably been fire suppressed for countless decades because of the population moving into the fire zone itself. And now we see on the same thing unfolding here that we had in the Sierra Nevada over the last three years and all across all across the West. This is nothing new. You know what's so fascinating about it is on one end, they want you to believe man is the one causing climate change, but on another, they don't want you to believe man can cause a forest fire. And it's so ridiculous, the have-it-both-ways mentality. But this is, I mean, it's a grift. It's a, it's a straight-up grift because they don't have proof. Like when this, this fire starts, for someone to go on TV and yell climate change, it's not like we've done an origin report on the fire. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's nuts. So, like, the fact that— The pathway to, pathway to forest health, Jimmy, is, yeah. to, is to basically— When these fires come into a place like Paradise, California, like mm-hmm. the Camp Fire a, a few years ago, mm-hmm. uh, the, the big fire here at Lake Tahoe that wiped out uh, tens of thousands of acres and also near Mammoth, is, is for, especially if they're encapsulated by federal lands, is to have an imminent domain's t- retakings of these communities that shouldn't be—, be be there to begin with, mm-hmm. and then we can have natural fires begin to burn again without having to suppress them immediately because someone's got a trophy home on a bluff overlooking a river encapsulated <laughs> by natural forest. Gene, and, Gene, 
really quick. Put, you gotta put, no, you're you spot on. Yes, you do. Home, so. Gene, you are now the senior correspondent to Forest Fires. Call in any time. Congrats on the gig. We'll talk soon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be rapping with my man Daniel Turner. He's right around the corner, I promise. This is like the Great Pumpkin with Charlie Brown. Now I'm telling you, he's going to fly over. You must be crazy. When are you going to stop believing in something that isn't true? No, ma'am. It's going to happen. He is right around the corner. But we're going to get another forest fire expert on the line in the meantime. Dennis in Salisbury, Vermont. Yo, Dennis. Jimmy, I'm friends with... Several uh, volunteer firemen up here, and they tell me that the political response to wildfires is uh, you throw money at them. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) It's so true. Whenever you throw money, it just makes the problem bigger. At the very least, it doesn't do anything to address it. And uh, go ahead. Well, we have we have a a, a nice wind current up here. Uh, We have a brilliant sunny day, and uh, New York City is uh, clouded and smoggy and. Uh, whatever nature is doing, I just hope it keeps up. Um, but I, I was thinking that you know New York City has not seen, um, <laughs> has not been this smoky since the George Floyd riots, and oh, uh, the smoke smells a lot better today. Uh, I will tell you this, man. Most New Yorkers, if you walk around this city, the, as you as you would imagine, we are in, encountering all kinds of scents. The, the one reason New Yorkers prefer winter is because you can't smell the city. And uh, it is, you know, what's going on right now, you know, in a lot of ways, like we find it laughable because like, oh, the air quality is bad. We're like, yeah, no, no kidding. The air quality is bad every day. Uh, But the fact that they're trying to lean in on this as hard as they are with no facts and be like, no, no, climate change, because they have to capitalize in the moment. Because right now there's so much paranoia in the air because we haven't seen an orange New York sky in a while that you can really sell people anything. And because this is an overwhelmingly liberal town, they're like, yeah, they also get the self-righteousness to go with it. So it's a scam. Like, I, I'm glad you see through it. But uh, are the people in Vermont about to donate? How are you guys? What are you guys going to do? Hey, can I tell you a quick story about Vermont? Yeah. Uh, I was uh, at the auto store uh, the other day, and one of the employees met me at the door after I uh, checked out at the counter. And mm. he said, you're him, aren't you? The guy from the Jimmy Fallon program. <laughs> no. I hope you said no. You're like, no, no, I'm a pilot at Epstein Island. I don't know what you're talking about. Jimmy Fallon, I, no. I told him I keep promising, Jimmy, that if I become rich and famous as a result of my calls to his program, there's, six, there's a half a dozen free-range chicken eggs in it for him. <laughs> Take off the apron, Jenny. We're going out tonight. I mean, you're making big <laughs> promises here, Dennis. Uh, listen, I owe you guys a hang. I've been telling everybody on VMT, VMT we're going to get back up there and hang out. We don't have a date yet, but we're going to work it out. So expect to see me at the Spank Puppy or some other house of ill repute in that region. Okay, pull over for the hitchhiker because that'll be me. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, I'll see you on the side of the road. Good talk, Dennis. Dennis always makes me laugh. The VMT crowd's a great crowd. Great crowd. Okay. The KKFT crowd that just called in in the last break. Great crowd out there in Reno in the Carson Valley. Uh, you know I love me some Carson, Nevada. I mean, this co- this show is obviously everywhere, everywhere in the country. And uh, it renews my faith in humanity. 
because people get on the phone who get it. They don't get on the phone and they're not like overtly political. We're trying to solve problems. Which party is in power isn't supposed to matter as much as it does right now. You're really just supposed to be out there living your life, not as reliant on the government, not as tuned in to the government at every second of the, oh, what are they going to do now? You know, reality TV used to be like this mindless pursuit. Now reality TV is our government. You know, we used to know better back in the day. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Every damn time. But they jump in on this garbage. Okay? I'll give you a little more. This is so fascinating. So fascinating. It's a little more Joy Reid. You're going to have to muscle through this. But what Joy Reid, and I wanted to play this because Daniel Turner is going to react to it. What Joy Reid is trying to claim is, you know, because of our addiction to fossil fuels... We won't back away from fossil fuels. That's what's going to cause climate change. The Saudis, PGA Golf, 9-11, just throw it all in there, all in there. Uh, And what the basic thesis here is, you know, until we ban fossil fuels. But let me just educate you guys because I'm not a climatologist either. I'm just a human, just a guy who's willing to be wrong all the time. That's the beauty of what I do here. I'm not the omnipotent talk show host. Like, you don't know. Get off the phone, you lib. Come on, man. It's exhausting. Who wants to do that? Oh, God, sounds terrible. But understand that we can't have the society that we do without fossil fuels. Can't heat your homes without them. Can't drive your car without them. And I don't mean your gas car. I mean your electric car. Okay, when you take your electric car and plug it into the grid, you're not plugging it into the sun. You're not plugging it into the wind. You're not plugging it into the ocean. You're plugging it into an outlet that is powered by some type of coal or fossil fuel. That's what you're doing. Okay, when you make that thing, when you mine for the lithium ion batteries, when you go out and procure those other minerals, okay, you're chopping up the earth. You're doing so in a lot of instances in circumstances that deploy slave labor. But all the people on the side of equity and equality and inclusion and a clean planet and a better tomorrow, every single one of them is full of Because nothing we're doing right now empowers the climate, but all of it empowers China. China's the biggest polluter in the world, but it's almost like a three to one. Like you can't even hang with China right now. Just Remember when Secretariat won the Kentucky Derby? Just, I mean, just outclass the other horses. I mean, these are nice. These are proud horses. And then Secretariat came along and beat him by, like, half the track. It was just, and everybody was like, I don't know, I guess. We'll race for second, third, I don't know. Okay, when it comes to pollution, China is Secretariat. Just, I mean, just lapping the field on pollution. Yet we're buying our clean energy. (laughs) We're buying our clean energy infrastructure from China. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Imagine you're trying to quit smoking. So you're buying nicotine gum and the patch off a guy who's got a lit cigar in either hand. Okay? Either hand. It's absurd, but that's what we're doing. Okay? They love this stuff. The climate agenda overlaps with the woke agenda, the stuff on the progressive left all the way. Everything woke turns to But if you're not saving the planet, if you're not woke, you're anti-black. That's what Cori Bush told me. Listen to Cori Bush. Remember the woman who got caught because she was yelling and screaming that we needed to defund the police? And then we came to find out what? She had a $200,000 personal security team. Do you remember this one? 
I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. What would you do with the brain if you had one? Fair question. And understand, in some instances, they did cut police budgets in major municipalities and the black murder rate went up. Okay, crime soared. People like her got people killed. But do they revisit their policies and go, hey, do you regret saying we got to defund the police? No, we never go backwards. Just on to the next scam, next emotionalist ploy. Next social pressure pistol whipping into compliance. Here's Cori Bush saying if you're anti-woke, you're anti-black. Now understand what is wokeness. It's cultural arson. It's a search for grievance. Okay, that's what wokeness essentially is. It's people that are so keenly attuned to the injustices in society that they now get out of bed looking for syrup logos they can cancel. Statues they can tear down. Okay, little fires they can light, self-extinguish, and then claim valor or virtue. That's wokeness. That's actually what it is. We're so keenly in tune to the struggle that we've deduced that America is now so racist, you can't even see it with your own two eyes. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. That's the 1619 Project. Every white person is racist. Anti-woke CRT, critical race theory, is designed to preface every interaction you have in your life on the color of your skin. Forget Martin Luther King. I want to live in a country where we judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. No, no, no. Color of your skin is everything, boo. That's what they want you to believe. Now, most people don't agree with that. They support Martin Luther King. They support the civil rights movement. They do not support segregation, not intellectually, not physically. But here is Cori Bush saying if you're anti-woke, you're actually racist. Here it is, clip 35. When you say I'm anti-woke, when you talk about wokeness, you're saying I'm anti-black and I don't want black people to speak up for themselves. I don't want equality and justice for black folks. So I say to those that say wokeness, 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 we're anti-woke. This is not wokeness, what we talked about in here. And you should be on the side of folks who are woke because we're saying no more oppression against our community. So whatever else is being thrown around, unless you are saying I'm racist, white supremacist, and I'm bigoted, stop talking about wokeness. And you can't tell me that I'm wrong because I'm from the very movement where this came about. Don't let a fascist tell you what being woke means. (laughs) You ought to be ashamed of yourself. A fascist? Come on. If someone is a fascist, you wouldn't even have the ability to criticize them in this country. It's so stupid. The way they just toss around word salad and social pressure supported by nothing. Okay, we're not. She is saying this to you as an elected member of the government. If we're a racist, systemically racist, white supremacist government, are we putting our victims in charge? The answer would be no. What are we talking about here? But that's what they go for because pressure is all they have. Wokeness, claims of racism, bigotry, everything in between. There's no facts, okay? It's just garbage. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. 
It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Broadcasting, of course, here in New York City. Where they, you know, if you see anything strange or unusual, you're supposed to report it to the authorities. Well, I would like to report a strange and unusual phenomenon. New Yorkers are suddenly pretending to care about the air quality in our city. Uh, Joining us now is a man who is undoubtedly perplexed by this development, the founder and executive director of Power the Future. Daniel Turner's in the house. Hey, man. Oh, Jimmy, it's great to be on with you. So does this mean the air quality was good when the whole town smelled like pee and weed? <laughs> you know, but the pee and weed was also the result of climate change. <laughs> Every, you know, everything is the result of climate change. <laughs> you know, that guy peeing over there, it's the climate. You know, back in the day, he would have peed indoors. Like, come on, man. <laughs> There's no proof. The president just put out a statement a minute ago saying millions of Americans woke up to the effects of climate change. They don't know that. No, no. Not only do they not know that, it's just pure fabrication. What 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 happening? What's happening in Canada is what happens in nature. Um, the left has us convinced that the world, the planet, is this peaceful, sweet, friendly, harmonious uh, uh, environment, and that humans are destroying it. And in fact, nature is vicious and cruel and violent. And when we build levees and dams and dikes, mm-hmm. not Pride Month dikes, calm down, like, like water dikes, when we build all these things, we tame nature. And when we control our forests, uh-huh. we control forests. And so when we log, we get rid of underbrush and we get rid of, of dead trees and we cull the forests. And But when we let it run rampant, this is what happens. And so when environmentalists for years, like they've done in California mm-hmm. and like they've done in Canada, when they for years say, you can no longer log the forests, you can't do all these things because of respecting the earth. Well, this is what happens, right? This is nature. Nature is violent and cruel and vicious, yeah. and humanity is able to tame it for our purposes. A hundred percent, Daniel Turner. But one of the things you pointed out that really does make me laugh, okay, is it's like when they yell at uh, humans for, like, killing animals. I'm like, you make it sound like if humans weren't around, all the animals we, we watch in Sports Center together sharing a bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> they were just hanging out. It was just a veritable swingers resort. The lions, the bears, they were just all doing their thing. It was nuts. Yes, absolutely. They're all friendly, and, and nature is this one big hippie fest, and it's not, <laughs> right? So, of course, we need to respect nature, and we need to respect the animal, and we need mm-hmm. to coexist with it, and we can't trample on it. But when we manage our forests, you know, ask the great land barons of, of England, the dukes of whatever and the earls of whatever, because most of England is still private land. Yeah. Why don't they ever have those massive forest fires? And you know why? Because if you're the earl of whatever or the duke of whatever, those 50,000 acres are yours yeah. and you protect them and you take care of them. But when we have these things that were left to the wild, this is what happens when things are left to the wild. And that's what's going on. So if you're the Duke of climate change, you just jump all over this the minute the fire yeah. starts. Oh, hell no. But it's, like, it's so shameless to me because it's everything. If it's a hurricane, yeah. if it's a tornado, it doesn't matter. If we get snow, it's all climate change. Isn't it kind of like in this regard, let's just talk tactics for a minute. You almost have to admire the execution of the grift. Like they realized global warming really limited their fundraising capacity. 
So it's like, why don't we just broaden the umbrella and say that it all, all this weather is bad? Ergo, we can fundraise off anything. I mean, on some level, don't you have to applaud the grift? Absolutely. And, 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 uh, and that's why they have to tell you also to believe in science, because if you have a true scientific discussion about this, well, it doesn't require the act of faith of belief. It requires just understanding and logic. But they don't want understanding and logic. Mm-hmm. If, if you look at – let's take another natural phenomenon that happens, hurricanes. Mm-hmm. If you look at a map of the United States, the entire southeast swoop of Florida and Georgia and the Carolinas, that little swoop is made after millions and millions of years of, of, of hurricanes coming through the Gulf. And that's what – and hitting the coast of Florida and swooping up into the Carolinas, it's affected the shore. Well, when it happened 100 years ago, how many people were living in the Carolinas? It happens now. There's a lot of people. So what do they say? Wow, the storms are getting worse. Well, no, they're not. We built all these houses there, right? Look at Lake Mead and Lake Powell. They keep talking about these reservoirs that were drying from critical drought. Well, first of all, the reservoirs were built by humans 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. What was the population of Arizona? 300,000. What's the population of Arizona now? Several million. Yep. Well, well, is it a drought or is it the fact that you've put all these more people in the state and they all have hot tubs and swimming pools and, and saunas and those jets that have, you yep. know, those showers that have like 19 body jets? Fancy. I've always wanted one of those. Yeah, that's hot. So, so, the, so that's why you have a drought. So don't blame climate change. It's such a damn cop out. What annoys me about the climate change, folks from the government perspective, is that I don't have to worry about water programs. I blame climate change. I don't have to worry about forest management. I blame climate change. And quite frankly, Jimmy, no one became governor to do forest management. That is the most boring (laughs) thing in the world, right? Like no one wants to be forest manager. They want to be transgender awareness manager. That's cool and sexy. So we ignore the forests. And then when they burn, we blame climate change. Oh, it's so wonderful. What a, what a good racket, Daniel Turner. I'm glad somebody <laughs> sees through it. But, man, do they have a good hustle going on. I'll, just, I'll never get over it. Okay, we have an air quality alert over burning trees. You can't walk a block in this town without the smell of someone burning trees, if you know what I mean. Uh, it's yeah. in every pipe. Now we're giving away extra pipes so they can burn even more trees, maybe even another substance. This is the dumbest time there's ever been to be alive. And, and- and going back to the smoking thing, and, yep. and I think you and your audience, I may have mentioned this, that I am a fan of my tobacco product. Yep. If you try to have a cigarette on the streets of New York, you get arrested. But if you smoke weed, it's totally fine. <laughs> Explain that to me. We've gone from crack is whack to crack is free. Just don't let me see any Marlboros next to the crackhead. Good talk, Daniel. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, there it is. Back in action. Big hour coming up with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking with Jason Chaffetz, who is the host of tomorrow's episode of Fox Across America. You didn't hear. I'm heading out to the great state of Arizona because we got a stand-up comedy show at the Mesa Arts Center, the Ikeda Theater. Saturday night, June the 10th. Still a handful of seats left if you want to hang out with me and Kennedy. But if you can't get a ticket to that, tickets always free to this where we are doing the damn thing at 888-788-9910. I always say that this show is America's family meeting. That's what I say. It's going on in the country. We're kind of talking about it here. We do a lot of big box stuff, national news, stuff of that nature. Uh, But a lot of the conversation now being dominated by the 2024 election. Obviously, a lot of Republicans are getting in. 
We've got this looming threat of indictment for President Trump, which is, you know, just when the tension meter couldn't get any higher. I don't think it's good for the country. I said this at the top of today's show. But then we've got this other groundswell boiling on the Democratic side where a guy like Joe Manchin is posturing and telling anyone who will listen he hasn't ruled out running for president. This at a time when RFK, Robert Kennedy Jr., is polling at about 20 percent, despite the fact that the Democrats won't even acknowledge his existence. He has made significant inroads. He went down to the border wall two nights ago, drew attention to the migrant crisis, said this was a dereliction of duty by the Biden administration and Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas. You have no idea how to defend a nation. Okay. He has made significant inroads in how the government mismanaged the response to COVID and how the government is forcing too much of its beliefs and policies on people who just want the government the hell out of their lives. Robert F. Kennedy is viable on a small scale. I don't know that he's going to beat Biden, but the point is everyone in the Democratic Party privately knows they don't want this guy running for president again. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. Okay. The problem is the bureaucrats who control the country very much want Biden running for president again, because if he's president, they're president. They get to be the president behind the scenes. So here's Joe Manchin. I just want to play this clip. Uh, It is he's on with Larry Kudlow. Uh, This is clip 10. I will make a decision later on where I can help the country the best I possibly can in my state. I'm looking for that moderate middle. I tell people, I don't know where I belong. I don't know whether they say D, R, I, whatever. I can tell you this. I belong to one team, the American team. I'm fiscally responsible and socially compassionate, Larry. And I think most Americans feel the same way. So, Joe, you're going to leave the the presidential doors open. You're going to leave it open for the moment. I haven't closed anything, Larry, and I've kept everything open. I haven't closed a thing. Oh, well, that's uh, some news for Biden. Uh, He is not closed. Listen, I'm not telling you he could even win the thing. But I'm telling you there are a lot of people in the orbit right now who haven't ruled out running for president. Gavin Newsom would be a good example. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, the world's largest outdoor toilet. Just disgusting what what liberal policies, what woke policies have done to that city. It's sad. It is actually sad. San Francisco would be a good example. That's where he used to be mayor. You know, they have decimated the quality of life, but they haven't given up on running. Name recognition in the Democratic Party is more important than just about anything else. So what Gavin Newsom is doing in an effort to be relevant is he's taking a lot of shots at Ron DeSantis. Why? Because Ron DeSantis is relocating migrants who get brought into his country after sneaking into this country. He's relocating them to sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that said, hey, no person is illegal. Everyone's welcome. Where we won't support you if you come here. That's what they said. And they said it. Why? Because they never actually thought they were going to have to take anybody. Okay, a lot of this was posturing that happened under President Trump when border crossings were going down. When we were enforcing our border policies, it was easy to say no humans illegal will take anybody because you knew nobody was getting in. Okay, now you're faced with six million, six million migrants making it into this country. Biden sucks. Does he ever? And now all of a sudden we got a lot of people, a lot of strains on the infrastructure and the resources. But this is what's so funny about it. Okay, this crisis has been happening in the state of Texas from the second Biden got sworn in. Did anyone say anything last year? The answer would be no. How about the year before? The answer would be no. But now that there's so many migrants in the country, they're getting 
relocated to Democratic cities, everybody got something to say. This is politics as usual. That's what's going on. So they're all trying to make some relevance for themselves. Okay, Gavin Newsom going after DeSantis for border policies and saying this is the equivalence of kidnapping for relocating these migrants to the cities they requested to go to. Okay, kidnapping. You know when they throw you on a private plane, give you a stimulus check, feed you a couple of meals and fly you out to California? Apparently I've been kidnapping my family every summer. It's expensive, not going to lie. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. But I, I've been kidnapping them out to California every summer for the last five years. What I don't know what the hell got into us. And I tell you this all the time. We go to California. I think it's a beautiful state. I think there's so much potential. I mean, I think in theory it is our country's nicest state. Okay? I don't go out of my way to frequent the Tenderloin in San Francisco. I don't go out of my way to frequent Skid Row in Los Angeles. It's really sad. It's depressing. It's a human safari and not a good one. You're basically watching the Thriller video with Michael Jackson where he's walking home and all of a sudden life takes a turn and people are coming out of manholes and zombies are walking towards them. It's not good, man. But the people in California want you to believe, nah, the situation's under control. It's totally false. It's totally false. But that's what they do. Here's Newsom throwing some shade at DeSantis, clip 23. I think I'm being generous, small and pathetic. Uh, Very generous. He's just weakness masquerading his strength. Yeah, he's flailing. Desperate for attention. Let's just level set here. Let's level set. Here's a governor from the state of Florida Mm. that is using taxpayer money. And he had to go to another state to find people under false pretense. I don't think this. I know this. I talked to the migrants. Lied to them. Took them into another state by bus and then took them on a chartered flight to Sacramento. Lying to them that they had help on the other side, knocked on the door, and they left these migrants right there on the steps. What kind of human being does that? Shut up! Will you shut up? Listen, you've declared yourself a sanctuary state. What kind of a human being running a sanctuary state would be upset that these people are suddenly here? Oh, wow! I mean, think about it. Why would he have a problem with that? Unless he was full of (laughs) Never mind when he talks about he's desperate, he's flailing for attention. Gavin Newsom is, I I tell you this, I was in D.C. for the White House Correspondents' Dinner. I was at all the cocktail, oh, I was at all the cocktail parties. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. No, no, I had a great time. But guess who was at every party I went to? Every single party. Gavin Newsom. Bingo. And what was he doing? Working the press. Hey, good to see you. Just want to, you know, stay on top of mind here as I hover around the uh, (laughs) he's goal hanging. If, in fact, they finally come to their senses on Biden and get him off, you know, tell him not to run. He's a little old. Maybe the direction of the country is basically a means of staving off any potential investigation into Hunter Biden and their overseas business dealings. Gavin Newsom is there to swoop in. He's not the only Democrat that's hoping to swoop in. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. But they're all trying to stay relevant in hopes that they can run at some point. Okay, but Newsom, in taking these shots at DeSantis, why is he doing it? Why is he going after the character of DeSantis? Okay, the reason being is because he'd much better fare in some type of a hyped-up character debate than he would in a debate over whose state is doing better. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Okay, I know you don't have to be a genius. 
Okay, more people are moving to Florida than any other state in the country. More people are leaving California than any other state in the country. Everything you need to know. They both got nice weather. When everybody's like, oh, of course they're moving to Florida. It's got nice weather. You know, it rains about twice a year in California, <laughs> Southern California. California's gorgeous. Like it's, I love California. I still go. Like, I beg on it. And I hate the state that it happens to find itself in. I'm clearly not staying anywhere near that crap. Okay, but the point is, Gavin Newsom has the state more people are fleeing than anywhere else. Businesses are fleeing. You take a city like San Francisco, it's horrific. Gotham City before Batman comes. But Batman ain't coming because he ain't vaccinated. It's bad. Let me give you a little more Newsom, though, going after DeSantis. Clip 24. I was there with these folks directly and listen to how they, I mean, you know, human beings used as pawns for a guy's political advancement. That's pretty sad and pathetic. And, uh, and so I, I take this very seriously. And I, as I said, we are not Martha's Vineyard. I love Martha's Vineyard. We're not Martha. This is California, fourth or fifth largest economy on planet Earth. We mean business. And so Ron DeSantis should know that. And everyone that's been part of this, they may have more direct accountability and culpability, should know we mean business and we're not backing away uh, from getting the facts and holding those accountable if they broke the laws of the state of California. God. You're the lowest form of life on earth. I mean, seriously, Gavin Newsom. This guy's a serious ass. (laughs) We're serious. We're going to prosecute you for kidnapping. I'm Gavin Newsom. I care about human life. You know, unless they're going potty on the sidewalk and shooting heroin in government-subsidized tents that I've created. I mean, do you realize, you got to see it to understand it, but it's so sad. It's so depraved. The indifference to human life demonstrated by guys like Gavin Newsom who continue to subsidize the erosion in the quality of life and the standard of living in this country. Guys, you go to, you go to California, right? If you, buy, if you buy Hollywood Boulevard where the elementary school is there, okay, literally, literally surrounded by tents on every side of the schoolyard. All kinds of drug-addled hobbits and malfeasance wandering the streets with needles in their arms. It's disgusting and it's heartbreaking. And this is something societies used to be ashamed of. They understood addiction as a bear. There but for the grace of God go I. We weren't necessarily lining up to shame these people. But we were certainly in the market of either A, getting them help, or B, removing it from the aesthetic of our downtowns in this country. Meaning, house them. (laughs) Meaning, put them somewhere. Not just build them tents and just tolerate them. Like this is perfect strangers. But instead of balky, you get junky. That's what we're doing now. Folks, not cool. I'm not saying it's not a Republican point. Okay, who is listening to this right now? That's like, oh, good, kids, a tent city full of junkies. Look at that one doing sex acts for drugs, and the other one's going pee. Come on, let's go check it out, kids. Nobody's saying that. So many of these points, so many of these issues are not political issues. They're human issues. Okay, and these Democrats right now are on the wrong side of all of them. Gavin Newsom's on the wrong side of all of them. Okay, what is the human issue when it comes to migrant relocation? It's the fact that they're relocating into our country illegally to begin with that we find ourselves in this situation. 
We weren't having this conversation when the border was secure, when the rule of law was prioritized. doesn't matter who the president is. You clean up the streets, you secure the border, you're winning in my book. I don't need you to be a Republican, be anything. Be a member of the Whig Party. I don't care. No one should. But in this perpetual fight for power, oftentimes the guys screaming and yelling at you about pawns are the ones actually guilty of exactly that. Okay, Gavin Newsom day in and day out. Oh, it's wonderful. We've What have we done with the homeless pro- problem? They've renamed it. They're not homeless anymore. They're unhoused. Okay, the issue isn't what you're calling them. It's where you're putting them. But they feel no stigma, no shame in tolerating this sort of thing. We're supposed to have more empathy for this now. Well, you don't understand. These people are junkies through no fault of their own, so just let them sleep outside your business. Let them mug a few customers. Let them scare a few people. Let them shoplift a few items. Okay? This society that has more empathy for the people going wrong than the people going right is why everyone's leaving California. And it's why Gavin Newsom is calling Ron DeSantis a kidnapper instead of debating him on the state of his state. Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. There it is. Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Jason Chaffetz is hosting this show tomorrow. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Stop it. He's going to join us in the next break and explain why it's actually a very intelligent decision for all of us. A big win for the American people is what it is. Uh, Fox Across America, as you understand, is a buddy cop movie. You get in the car, you hear a new partner's voice coming out of the speakers, and you decide whether or not you can ride along with the guy and fight crime. That's how radio works. If you're any good at it, you're a good partner in the car. So anyone you hear on this show is someone I consider to be a good partner. If you look at it like it's Dirty Harry, okay, Callahan, you got Chaffetz in the car today. All right, yeah, I can fight crime with that guy. It's the whole hook of the show. If you come on this show, you just got to be cool. You just got to get that you're lucky that you have hit the lottery by virtue of the fact that you were born in this country. We're not going to sit here 
and listen to you badmouth the United States of America. That's it. I mean, we may badmouth the people running it. I'm not going to lie. We're certainly not. Certainly not throwing a perfect game on that one. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. But Biden was just uh, talking to the British prime minister, accidentally referred to him as Mr. President. We have a president that is clearly not all there. It would seem that way. And that's why you're getting so many rumblings on the left right now. Okay, you're getting Joe Manchin posturing like he might run. You're getting Gavin Newsom taking a lot of high-profile shots at DeSantis. Okay, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s out there running around, making the rounds. Marianne Williamson's an actual crazy person. I've done TV with her. She's a delightful soul. But, I'm, you know, forget about it. She's like, you know, I'll hand out dream catchers and everything will be fabulous again. Like, she's, you know, she's nuts. Uh, nice lady, but she's nuts. But the point is, all of them are in this race because they see a major vulnerability in the Oval Office right now. We're going to talk about it with Jason Chavis. This guy knows things, okay? He's a former congressman. He's a Fox News contributor. He's a friend of ours. You know in the movie Donnie Brasco, if I say he's a friend of mine, he's a local knock-around guy, no big deal. But if I say he's a friend of ours, he's a made guy. You treat him with respect. You treat him with respect. A made guy. Jason Chaffetz joining us after this on Fox Across America. Bang. He's an old guy, has dementia, can't lead us, and the country is screwed, tell some big lies, barely speaks English, sniffs children, and their mom's hair too, goes the wrong way, when he leaves his speeches, Gets lost each day in the White House yard. All the Dems say that we should reelect him. How can he run when walking is hard? And Joe keeps It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. That keeps falling by Tom Petty racing up the charts while the president's falling down the stairs and the stage. And the, you know what they keep saying? Uh, and I'll bring this up with my next guest, who is the host of tomorrow's episode of Fox Across America. Jason Chaffetz is here. Hello. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I keep reading these articles that says Biden is expected to sail to the nomination. I'm like, well, I guess that's safer than biking to it or walking to it, right? What a time to be alive, Chaffetz. Well, it, it just in real time, the president is talking to the British prime minister, but when they sat in the Oval Office, he referred to him as Mr. President. <laughs> Whoops. Ah! 
He corrected it. He corrected uh, it moments later, but hey, Mr. President. And then evidently he forgot Winston Churchill's name, you know, because that'll slip right by you, especially when you're meeting with the Brits. That is so funny. Well, at least he didn't call the guy Margaret Thatcher. Well, but they're all about talking about artificial intelligence, you know, the, the, the in-depth discussion, the Elon Musk level discussion on AI must have been riveting. What a time to be alive. It is so crazy, man. I just I laugh, but I, I think, you know. I think part of the reason you were the guy who floated this theory, Chaffetz, I want to give you credit. Everyone needs to know this, and I have given you credit since you floated it on the show. He might not be running. He might have announced he was running to stave off being a lame duck president. Because since you said that, okay, and you said that the week he re- announced a re-election bid, he's not an event yet. Have you no. ever seen a guy go six weeks into his campaign without an event? He couldn't get a crowd. He couldn't speak. I do believe that by my just prediction, obviously mm-hmm. I don't have insider information here, but... I don't think he'll be the nominee by the end of the year. I don't think so either. You want to know why, too, is, um, you know, I see, I still see Gavin Newsom very vocal. He was at every D.C. cocktail party when I was down there. I mean, every one, every media party. I he believe was, you. I, I mean, believe he you. was there. Like, yes. you talk about working the refs. He was there. So you got that going on. I don't know that Joe Manchin's going to run, but he certainly likes talking about it. Um, RFK Jr.'s out there. They won't give him the time of day in the party. But the media is paying attention. He's pulling at like 20%. 20%. One out of every five. And that's with Democrats. Think about that. And he just got Alicia Silverstone's endorsement. You know what's funny about uh, 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 Kennedy? His name is Kennedy. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And the Democrats are calling him extreme. Now, when did you ever think that the (laughs) Democrats would be dishing on a Kennedy? Well, you think about it, though. JFK might have been a Democrat, but in the modern Democratic Party, he'd be like uh, a KKK member. He'd be crazy. No, he's like Reagan off to the right. Yeah. Crazy right wing guy. Yeah, they can't have it. I mean, I always think about this and I go back to your time in Washington. Okay, Barack Obama ran on a slogan of yes, we can. Could you imagine the modern Democratic Party? They would call that half-white privilege by Barack Obama. <laughs> Get out of here, it's you half-white guy. I, 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 it is crazy. Here's my sleeper. Mm-hmm. My sleeper that I think will actually be in the race. And I don't know where and how the mix works. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Kamala Harris is like salivating over this. But is uh, Susan Rice. Ooh. That's my bold prediction. And she kind of quietly tiptoed away from this thing. She just left on May 26th. Yep. Um she is like the favorite of Barack Obama, who I think is calling more of the shots than anybody. Oh, absolutely. He's Bill Belichick. I mean, yeah. he is. He's, you know, runs the Democratic coaching. He's got trade. that. He's got that clipboard over the side. And you know what's interesting? Let's <laughs> he's videotaping the other team's. He's practice. covering up the mic. When he, <laughs> <laughs> so he can. Nobody picks it up. Yeah. Well, if you go up to Martha's Vineyard, uh, Obama's walking around with hoodies. He's wearing the sleeveless hoodies like Belichick. <laughs> he just walks around. It's pretty funny. And he could wear the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Chavis is in studio. Let's talk about that. This is just, again, speculative. But going back to the 2020 cycle, you know, one of the things that I always thought was noteworthy is that when you look at the history between Obama and Biden, okay, Biden served as two terms as Obama's vice president. Joe thought so. uh, Barack thought so highly of Joe. He talked him out of running in 2016. He's like, actually, don't run. And then in 2020, yes, he did endorse him after 22 other people had dropped out of the race. Right. Which tells me Biden was not his first, second or third choice in 2020. No, I was once in a meeting invited Mm -hmm. by the president. We are having a substantive discussion about criminal justice reform. Mm hmm. Um, and about 30 minutes into the meeting, Joe Biden walked in and the scowl that 
that President Obama, you know, no cameras rolling. Yeah. He was just staring this guy down like you. I mean, he really? really didn't introduce him, didn't let him speak, didn't recognize him. And he just sat down and, oh, Obama was so mad. Really? Oh, it was embarrassing. And um, I thought, oh, my gosh, did these guys even talk? I don't know. Like, I, I will tell you, like, as conservative as I am, I can tell you. President Obama was actually pretty nice to work with. I could say that. And, and he was he was decent. And um but Joe Biden was just a trip. Can I tell you one more Joe yeah, Biden story? Yeah, come on, let's go. So uh, when the Syria red line thing happened mm-hmm. and they were like really scrambling cuz the president wasn't enforcing this, got a call to come meet with the vice president. And there I think there were probably six or eight of us Republicans. We sat around the table. Joe Biden happened to be sitting right next to me. Mm-hmm. And um, he sits down and he says, now, listen, I was in the Senate for 40 plus years. I understand the last thing you want is a is a lecture from the president and the vice president. We want to have a good dialogue here today. And so let me just lay the foundation and then, you know, let's just have a free flow discussion. An hour and a half later, he's still talking. <laughs> Didn't take a single question till the end. Of, finally, somebody interrupts and says, you know, can I ask you one question? And it. And he, he must have touched me on the arm, on the shoulder, on the back, 30 times. And he got a little creepy. He's a little handsy. He's uh, he's very creepy, though. Yeah, way. no, they have a shock collar on him now. Like when he goes out in public, <laughs> they got to keep him away, sniffing the kids well, and all that stuff. you can understand why the dogs got sick of it, too, right? <laughs> You're right, man. Don't stop, touch me. Stop touching my face, Biden. It's not it's not good. Get your... <laughs> not good. Jason Chavitz is in the studio. He's hosting Fox Across America tomorrow. He's a guest today. It's like a passing of the baton because I got to go out to Arizona. Chavitz, is my, my, is my flight taking off get tomorrow? To, you get to go to Arizona. Oh, I'm You're going to love it there. I'm not complaining. You're going to Mesa, right? Yes. Uh, my wife was born and raised in Mesa. Um, yeah, here. love Mesa. Got this, a lot of family in Mesa, Arizona. Oh, I didn't know that. I could get them tickets to the show. I don't know if they want to see this, but I'm just telling you, it's a good. It's a it's a show. It's me, uh, it's a, okay, is it, yeah. Me and Kennedy, you know whose family's going? Katie Pavlich's family's going. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah she's yeah, got from local, Tucson roots, local right? Local talent. Yeah, the former AG. Oh, I wish Mark, I was going. Mark Burnovich probably come smoke a cigar. I don't know that we'll let him backstage. He's a little rowdy, but he's nice, a good dude. I dare. Uh, I defy you to spell his name. Burnovich. I got Brunovich. you. Watch this. Brun- Brunovich. Watch this. Brunovich. It's actually easy. Yeah. It's B-R-N-O-V-I-C-H. It sounds more complicated than it is. Well, you can spell failure, too. And F-A-I-L-L-A. I still say, there yeah, you go. So, these F- are... No one, uh, whatchamacallit. Can you spell Chaffetz? No, let me tell you. Yeah, C-H-A-F-F-E-T-Z. I'm impressed. No, no, I'm paying attention over here. Can I tell you this, though? It's funny. My So my name, F-A-I-L-L-A, okay? Uh-huh. People pronounce it uh, Faia. <laughs> okay, I'm not kidding. Yeah, not, no, I Fiella, 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 uh, it's, it's We pronounce it Fela, Fela, okay? But it, it never, like, and I mean this, I've been to family reunions <laughs> where somebody mispronounced it. like, guys, pull it together here. It's going to be all right. You know what I mean? But the one thing you never do on TV, you're on for three minutes. Somebody mispronounces your name. You don't correct them. You want to know why? You're on for three minutes. Nothing lampoons the momentum in the comment. Um, actually... Uh, you know it's pronounced this way. I'm like, dude, come on. We're going to do the hit here. So much fun. But uh, Jason Chavis in the studio where I'm going to grown up talk about all things America, the, certainly the 2024 race. Uh, I believe, I floated this theory yesterday, that the reason a guy like Christie was getting in, the reason the guy Pence was getting in, is I don't believe they thought in any world they could beat Donald Trump. But I think a lot of people are sizing up this race uh, off of the potential that Trump either, either isn't in it 
or is substantially hobbled by another indictment. Do you think that motivated anyone's thinking to get in? Yeah. I, I th- if you look at any poll number and you yeah. go talk to any person in the Republican Party, Donald Trump is like lapping people here. Yeah. But, you know, um, so, yeah, are, are they there to run for vice president? Probably some An audition? Them, yeah. Are they there to get a TV contract and a book deal? Yep. Uh, but, you know, I've never had a single person in this country ever come up to me and say, hey, you know, if only Chris Christie was the president. <laughs> That's just never happened to me. Maybe it's happened to him, but it's never happened to me. That's never even happened to him. I know. No, it hasn't. <laughs> Not even no, in his I, family. No, I don't know. And the no. the governor of North Dakota, I didn't. Bargum. He's got I, some money though. He's yeah, blow. software. He's gonna, yeah, yeah. You know, he's going to spend that money, girl. Go be relevant, but you can't buy it. I mean, but how do you get from here to there? And the debate is in August. First of all, I don't even know if you can get on the debate stage, let alone create a tsunami of support. I don't think so. I think, you know, they're all about to learn the, well, he is anyway. The big money guys, the self funded guys are going to learn the Bloomberg lesson. You know, because yeah. Bloomberg, you know, for a guy who cares about the environment. Do you have one of those sounds of the flushing of the toilet? <laughs> That's I what know. we should play there. He did he, he did blow, blow a half a billion dollars. He was in the race for about a half hour. Yeah. And he got gutted by Nancy, uh, not Nancy, Elizabeth Warren of all people. <laughs> just, just But look at Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, when she first ran, mm-hmm. she was like, whoa, look she at this. She got off to a big start. Big start. Then she was pulling at eighth place in California. Imagine that, her home state. Because you know what? People met her. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's the laugh that gets them. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. There's a cackle. There's yeah. a Kamala Harris cackle that, yeah. yeah. You're and, gonna... and Tulsi Gabbard roughed her up good. But what was fun, I remember that. But what's, it's fascinating because I definitely think on some level, and I, I agreed with you, the minute, you know when you have an idea, right, and you hear somebody else either A, agree with it or express an idea that's kind of floating in your head, and it, it hardens your, your conviction on this idea that you were like, right. I'm as lukewarm on I'm like, oh, actually, this is the best idea in the world. I had it in my head that it might have been a posturing exercise by Biden to announce he was running again. But I didn't, you know, thought he might at the same time guys are incumbents. It's hard to get him to let go of power. And certainly in right. his instance, because I think he allows a lot of other people to be president. You know what I mean? He's yeah. kind of just yeah. signing the iTunes user agreement. He scrolls to the bottom. He clicks, <laughs> I agree. And now we've got a new app. You know what I mean? I think that's how this presidency is being run. Uh, but the minute you said he's probably not really running, you probably I think you're right. I, I only say that because there's no offense. There, look, nothing. There's no events. Mm-hmm. There's there's no commitment on any debates. Yeah, no, they're not going to debate. Robert Kennedy is not. He's not out there shaking the money tree everywhere. Nope. It's, it's weird. And the donors, but this is the big one. The donors. Jessica Tarlow floated this the other day. She said, as much as we're calling the New York Times piece a puff piece about saying he was sharp as a right, tack right, and all that, right. which did look <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, she said she kind of read it as a hit piece in that these were big donors going on record as saying they are concerned. The Times puffed. The donors didn't. The donors were like, I don't know, man. I wish we'd get out of this. And the Times was like, well, donors are saying this. You are. <laughs> Come on. Look at him. The guy's great. So the Times puffed. You know what I'm saying? And then he falls down at the, at yes. the Air Force Academy. Oh, Kaboom. What a sandbag. I mean, you know it's bad when Tom Petty's singing about it. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot to get Tom Petty to write a new music these days. I don't know if you heard. But uh, – I think that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think. Ooh. I think. I know. Too I think soon. Too soon. I know for sure. So here's another thing, Jason Chaffetz. Um, 
Stephen A. Smith on ESPN is a pretty prominent guy. Yeah, yeah. Is doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on this idea. He said, I'm not being ageist. He said, there are people 10 years older than Biden that are sharp, which is true. Yeah. I can tell you, I worked with William Shatner. I'm going to interview him in L.A. this coming week. I mean, that's why I'm going to be off. I'm going to wrap up a documentary. And William Shatter's on 92. I mean, so with it. I mean, yeah. well beyond me in terms of, yeah. you know, any type of motor skills. I mean, I'm not probably a bad example, but the point is sharp as hell. And uh, he is conceivably almost 12 years older than Biden. Yeah. So it's not specifically about his age. It's about his condition. I totally agree. And it's I don't... not this ageism. Yeah. It, it's his cognitive capability. Mm-hmm. And he tries to run to show that he's young and that all it does is get him in trouble. He looks older when he does that. Yeah. Well, I always say this to people. I say, you know, like sometimes it appears he shot up on B12 because he gets like randomly angry because he has like a fit. Right. Do you remember at the State of the Union when he said – Second to last line. He goes, now's the time to choose between unity and schmeckenahemina hemina. <laughs> <laughs> and and I watched it in real time. I'm like, is no one gonna acknowledge that he just said schmeckenahemina henina? Because he said it. It's a, it came out of his mouth. Can you spell that one? You spelled I, everything I, else. If you gave so me a far. minute, it's S C H Listen, you'd be more impressed than I could pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, but those were his words. Right. And uh, it's fascinating because I think what happens when you shoot somebody up on B12, they get pronounced fits of energy. And they don't necessarily deploy them in the right way, whether it's whistling or uh, whispering or shouting, which he randomly does. Right. And I always say, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> pay them more. Like that whole thing. I'm like, what's going on, dude? You're in a room full of people. And repeat it twice. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what he's doing. So I, I think there's a weird thing here. I I just wonder about their ability to, to kind of hide it or at least minimize it. But they're very actively playing a prevent defense right now. Well, so I wrote a book. It just came out this week. It's called The Puppeteers. Yes, the people who control the people who control America. Boom. And if you think Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are calling all the shots. There are people behind the scenes that are calling the shots. That's why I wrote the book. Isn't this whole country, as as much as we joke about Biden's basement, isn't this whole country run out of the basement of the Capitol? Yeah. It's, um, there are, there's an administrative state. There's a bureaucratic state. There's a, there's a story I like to tell where a member of Congress goes to meet the cabinet secretary. Cabinet secretary is not there. Just the senior staff member of Congress gets ticked off and it's going to storm out. Senior staff sits him down and says, Hey, wait, 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 wait. I, you know, we will meet with you. And he said, no, I, I don't want to meet with the B team. I want to, I want to meet with the cabinet secretary. And the senior staff says, well, we are the B team. We'd be here before you. We'd be here after you. And we, <laughs> and we'd be the ones to actually make the decisions. So you're meeting with the right people. That's how it really works. That's just the face they trot out to the camera. That's right. Oh, they're, it's such a scam. Like Mayorkas, he's a professional at testifying. Oh, I'll tell you, we're going to close the show on a, on a Mayorka story. Don't go anywhere. We're back after this. You're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I am passing the baton over to tomorrow's host, Jason Chaffetz. So listen, Chaffetz, we made a campaign promise about my Mallorca story really quick. This is the only one you need to know. Um, last year, I was at a big cocktail party the night before the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Mayorkas waited in line to meet Don Lemon. Like, he waited like it was the Beatles at Chase Stadium where <laughs> girls were crying and losing themselves. And I was like, this is such a bad sign for our country 
that the guy in charge of securing the border is waiting in line to meet the guy who says border security is racist. <laughs> and that's everything you need to know about the conditions in this country. You've got your insider trading information. I've got mine. How about that? <laughs> yeah, you go to the White House. But I go to the Waffle House, okay? I know the real people, Chaffetz. Mayorkas is also in charge of the Secret Service. That'll scare you. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's just such a zero. He's just terrible. Good luck in Mesa, Arizona. That's going to be a good show. <laughs> I'm getting him in trouble. Kick him out the door. I'll be Ch- taking the reins tomorrow. Chaffetz, Thanks for the chance. Call like crazy tomorrow and put him on the spot over everything. The guy knows things. Do not let him off easy, ladies and gentlemen. I am over. I'll see you on Hannity. I'll see you on the bottom line. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.